Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we have a, a guest on the program who's joining us all the way from Spain. Yeah, get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, but before we get there, I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to today's sponsor. Folks, if uh, you want to go ahead and jump Head first into the liberty movement and help elect pro-liberty candidates across the country and make a real impact. I have a great, great opportunity for you here. Young Americans for Liberty is currently recruiting campaign field staff to help elect pro-liberty candidates across the country as part of Operation Win at the Door. These principled candidates are dedicated to fighting for gun rights, keeping our troops home, parental rights and education, criminal justice reform, ending our senseless spending, and many other winning liberty policies. And when I say winning, I mean it. Their work speaks for itself. These are the guys, that gals that helped pass constitutional carry in Indiana, Texas, and Alabama, fought the lockdowns every step of the way, all while helping make liberty win. So, you want to help make a difference and get liberty candidates elected across the country? Well, hey, how about if you want to be a part of a fight that actually makes an impact in our insane political climate here in 2022? Well, you can join one of these campaigns now through November 8th, gas-covered, housing fully provided, and you'll be compensated a total of $2,800 a month for your efforts on the campaign trail. Interested? I'll head to briannicholshow.com forward slash Y-A-L to apply and make a real change in this country today. That's briannicholshow.com forward slash Y-A-L. Let's make liberty win. Let's make liberty win, not liberty yin. Liberty win. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash Y-A-L. Folks, that's just the beginning of the, I, I thought today I was leaving a message for a prospect when I was doing my sales job and I said, happy Friday. And I wanted to stop and just start to cry. Uh, no, it's Wednesday. And for today's episode, I'm so looking forward to today's conversation. Joining us all the way from Spain, from Students for Liberty, Jorge Gerasati. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. For me, it's almost Thursday. So almost Thursday. I know it's late night here on Wednesday night, right? Exactly. Yes. What time is Maybe. it there? Yes. It's uh, more than 11 p.m. God bless you. Thanks for joining the program. Jorge, I'm, I'm really excited to, to dig into this because uh, you're approaching things today from not just the lens of an economist, um, but you're also joining things through the lens of someone who is approaching our American debacle from an international perspective and some context of living through a lot of what we already are going through right now. So let's start things off, give you a chance to introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience, and then obviously your roles over at Students for Liberty. Yeah, sure. I'm from Venezuela. So that's why you say that uh, we have experience on many of the issues, that, for example, some Americans are facing right now. For example, the issue of inflation is something that we need to take under control because we know in countries like Venezuela or Argentina or many developing countries like the effects of inflation. Inflation, sadly harms the people who need the money the most. Uh, it's a policy that is very regressive and it's something that the American public need to talk about because it's something that has to be fixed. Uh, the Students for Liberty and the director of alumni. And what we do is that we work uh, across the world trying to spread and advance the ideas of, of free market or the rule of law of democracy. Uh, for example, we have activists in 117 countries. We have almost 3,000 activists. 
And again, what we do is to spread the ideas of a free society, the ideas that make people prosperous, the ideas that give dignity to people. Because I joined the movement, and I know you wanted to ask a little bit about my background. I joined the movement when I was 16 years old in Venezuela because I wanted to be free. I did not want it to live in a dictatorship. I did not want it to live in a country where human rights are not respected. So I remember joining, going to protests, talking about ideas, going to the people and talking to them why having political freedom is so important. And then when I moved to the United States, uh, I went to university in the United States, I realized that also my, my story and our experience can be useful for Americans in the sense that it gives you motivation and also it gives you a wake-up call in the sense that these ideas can be applied everywhere. Venezuela used to be a, a rich and a prosperous country and used to be a democracy and now we are in a humanitarian tragedy. So basically what we have to do is to tell these type of stories, is to study which specific public policies were implemented in countries like Venezuela so we avoid future Venezuelans, so we avoid future in which other countries go through this kind of human suffering. Uh, for example, in my country, five million people had to leave. And it's a number, a very cold number, but imagine how many families were broken, how many families are completely divided uh, because of the misery that socialist policies bring. Yeah, well, and folks, if you want to go ahead and check out one of our old episodes here in the program, all the way back to 20... 2018, I think it was. We had, it was the episode, uh, The Tragedy in Venezuela with my good friend from college, Hillary Andaluz Aguilar. And we talked about what she saw in, in her life, you know, and, and it happened so quickly, right, Jorge? And that's what I think is so important to, to discuss. And, and that kind of goes into what we want to talk about today because you can go from a country where things are going pretty okay, if not to your point, pretty good. And then in a heartbeat, the proverbial crap hits the fan. And and you saw that in Venezuela, and I don't want to put the red flashing lights on, but are we starting to see that here in America? What are your thoughts? Well, I hope not. I hope that things get under control. But I think that the citizenship has to be active. Because as you say, uh, things can unfold and things can unravel so quickly. So that's why we need an active citizenship that defends the ideas, that defends the policies that we need to, um, you know, advocate for before things get into a really bad situation. People think that the time to fight oppression is when you see oppression. No, it's before. It's to be prevented. For example, in a country like mine, we don't have elections. We don't have human rights. We don't have economic freedom. So the time to defend these ideas is not when you lose them before mm. so you don't go uh, towards that path yeah how profound it is to to stand up before it's too late i have family that uh so they've married in to to some hispanic family and they've mentioned how they've seen lives and you mentioned fa the families the number of families who have been crushed over the past how many decades of these more socialist movements across south america for example and a lot of these folks, especially here in America, that they are, you know, first, second generation removed, they're not they're not on board with this. They see the creeping socialism and and they're rejecting it entirely. And I mean, 
did the Democrats misplay their hand here? I, I think you look back to the Obama approach in 2012 and beyond where he was going to start playing more of this identity politics coalition game and then bringing that to the table, thinking that, well, we're going to have all these, uh, you know, these Hispanics who are going to be coming into America moving forward and they're going to just naturally vote Democrat. That's not the case. It's actually proving to be, in many cases, the exact opposite. And I think it's freaking a lot of them out. <laughs> It's really interesting because people tend to think that, for example, the Venezuelan society is very socialist in that sense. Mm -hmm. And similarly, the immigrants. And when you talk to them, they're really the most entrepreneurial ones. They're not. They're the ones who really believe that they are the ones who have the chance to improve their future and they don't need to wait for a politician. And beyond that, you asked me whether the U.S. was going towards the same direction as Venezuela. And of course, we need to be careful with the magnitudes of like a humanitarian disaster and a problem that, for example, is occurring in the U.S., let's say the problem of inflation. Mm -hmm. So in terms of policies, there is a big gap. However, something that I think we need to be careful is the type of ideas, the type of narratives and rhetoric that is established in the public opinion. Because that's, I think, when you can see some similarities. For example, this narrative against against the, the, the wealthy, or this narrative against companies, or against profits. This narrative that, for example, uh, profits is the cause of inflation. is completely misguided. And not only that, it can create a lot of issues. Because if, for example, you have politicians like Elizabeth Warren, uh, she's saying that corporate greed is the reason that then you have inflation. Then, of course, the natural tendency, if people believe in that, is to advocate for more business regulation and is to advocate for policies that will make the problem even worse. Because all economists, we know that the reason that inflation is rising in the US is not because of corporate greed, it's also not because of other external factors. Uh, it is really because of an increase uh, in the monetary supply, uh, an astonishing increase. Mm. Uh, between the stimulus programs that have been enacted in the last couple of years. Uh, the U.S. stimulated the economy by $3.4 uh, trillion. Uh, this magnitude of money increase have not been seen uh, in percentage of GDP since the Great uh, Depression, uh, since, you know, since the Roosevelt years. And if you compare that to the amount of output, that, for example, was lost during the pandemic, this stimulus is over three times that. Wow. So it's not to compensate the pandemic. It's really a stimulus program of money creation, of fiscal looseness, that the only result is really inflation. And we have seen that. And that's something that, again, all economists agree. There is no really a, an empirical debate on that. Then when people talk about, for example, the fact that, that Russia has uh, on this, and of course, it has some effects. But again, we economists have tools to measure that. And the tools, what they, what they say, is that the overwhelming percentage of inflation, uh, it comes from internal factors, specifically an increase in the money supply that is chasing less, less goods. And of course, that the prices rise, especially the prices that hurt the people the most, which is again, which is food, which is essential needs. 
In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. So... <laughs> to use a silly analogy, the crack in the dam was there, and instead of using cement to seal it up, it seems like we went ahead with a sledgehammer and just started to smack at that crack. And now the the proverbial dam has cracked. The monetary uh, just flooding the markets has just exorbitantly uh, hit our our you know inflation skyrocketing right now. So. Now I guess that since the dam's broken, what do we do? Like what what can we do to try and rein in the inflation before it crushes people more than it already has? Okay, so when you ask, when you ask what can we do? Okay, let's start by what the policymakers should do. The policymakers should be very responsible in, the, in saying that if the cause of inflation is really an excess in the monetary supply, if we are overheating the economy, overheating the labor market, overheating the price mechanism, then what they have to do is to increase interest rates. Again, that's a standard economics. That's something that all economists agree. Then the degree of doing that and the mechanism of doing that can vary, but that's what they have to do. All of the other solutions, such as trying to limit profit margins or blame corporations or blame external factors, they will not resolve the issue. In fact, they will create more uncertainty in the market. So that's what the policymakers have to do, and especially the Federal Reserve has to do. And from a citizen's perspective, there needs to be a campaign, there needs to be a communication campaign to explain to people that when you have crisis, like the pandemic, for example, you need to be very careful which solutions do you apply, because this solution can help you in the short run, but then in the long run, you have other issues that are even worse issues. Because what is going on right now is that sadly, the price of inflation will be paid by the middle class, and by the working class. And they are the ones that will see their salaries diluted. They are the ones that they have the biggest budget constraints. So when they go to the supermarket, then it's much more difficult for them. They are the ones who have their savings, not in the stock market or not on real estate, but on savings in the bank that they're, they're being uh, depleted. And the worst part of it is that when the Federal Reserve eventually raise interest rates, then the recession will continue in the US. And the first jobs that are lost are those jobs that are more vulnerable with people. So basically what we have to do is to explain that that's why really the concept of, of fiscal balance, of fiscal responsibility, of monetary responsibility, that's why it's so important. It's not just an intellectual concept that we use in classrooms. No, it's something that affects real life, real people, and have real consequences. And I think that's what we have to acknowledge. Well, and thankfully, 
there's great organizations out there who not only acknowledge it, but are helping fight back. And we need to not only encourage uh, support of those organizations, but I would say full-throatedly go endorse them and uh, participate in them. We mentioned one of them, today's sponsor for the episode, Young Americans for Liberty. I was down at Revolution 22 uh, down in Orlando, Florida back in August, had a great time, got to meet literally a thousand plus uh, student activists. And then What's happening here October 14th and 15th? Something very similar. LibertyCon, but rumor is you might have around 4,000 or so Liberty activists attending? Yes. Liberty wow. International. We have in Miami uh, at the Hyatt Regency. And for example, inflation is one of the topics that we will discuss. We'll bring experts, we'll bring policymakers, we'll bring activists as well. So we all talk about it and we find solutions. Uh, so we have our big event in the U.S., which is called LibertyCon. We'll have it in Miami, and all of you are welcome to it. All of you who are interested in these ideas, because what you will find is a community of people, you know, people like me, people who are deeply interested, and people who are, you know, at midnight doing an interview to talk about these ideas because they really matter. So we'll talk issues such as inflation, we'll talk issues such as uh, socialism in Latin America, or the rise of authoritarianism or populism. And also issues such as the drug, uh, the drug war, and how we can make you know much more smarter uh, policies in that regard. And you know also how, how technology can also help us to advance freedom. And you know here at Students for Liberty, we have 3,000 activists all over the world. Some of them will come. You will be able to meet them. You will to talk to them because I think that's something that we have to do. Those who believe in freedom is to be connected, is to work with each other, is to go to conferences and to, you know, to join forces, because that's the only way to really, we can advance freedom. So at LibertyCon, we will do that. We will have people from all over the world, uh, people from Venezuela, people from Iraq, people from Iran, people from Russia, people from also the Western hemisphere, that we also have issues uh, in countries like the US or in Western Europe, because we need more vibrant economies. We need much more uh, societies that embrace markets like they used to. So yeah, that's the big event that we have. Uh, we have many interesting panels. Uh, we have people coming again from all over the world. Uh, all of you are more than invited. All right, well, Jorge, with that being said, uh, time for f some final thoughts here for today's episode. And with that being said, I think my final thoughts to start things off are that it's exciting to know and frankly to see that not only is the corporate media wrong about who the liberty movement is, but we got verifiable proof because the, the, the narrative is the liberty movement is the racists, the, the white nationalists, and, and that's the caricature that's created. But when you look at who's actually in the liberty movement, you look at organizations like Young Americans for Liberty or Students for Liberty, and you look at LibertyCon, right? You're going to have 4,000 student activists and liberty activists from across the country of all different ways of uh, life, from different creeds, nationalities, race, ethnicities. It doesn't matter. And, and that's the beauty of liber liberty ideas is that they transcend the isms. They transcend the things that we think matter, but frankly don't. What really matters is liberty and the, the personal autonomy and, and individuality that comes with that that allows us to be our best selves for our communities. So uh, that's my final thoughts for the audience today. Uh, Jorge, what are yours for uh, for folks to take away from the episode? And of course, final thoughts. Yes, I would like to reiterate what you say. What is the liberty movement? 
when I joined, uh, for example, Students for Liberty a few years ago, I did it because I remember that I was trying to find a place that could help me fight for the ideas that I believe and could find a place with people that could support me, that could join me into this idea that I have to have a free and democratic country, a free and democratic Venezuela. And these people that had never been to Venezuela, that maybe I'm the first Venezuelan they know, they told me, yes, you know, let's work together, we want to support you, we want to help you. And, and your idea are also our ideas. And I think that's the liberty movement. What do we have in common? What do, for example, all of us in Students for Liberty have in common? We believe in freedom of speech. We believe in economic freedom. We believe in political freedom. And we believe in open societies in which we are tolerant with each other, in which we hear uh, each other, and in which we find ways to cooperate peacefully and that we can build better societies in which there is no poverty, in which, you know, which we don't have a political system that runs people's lives. So I think that's a liberty movement. And we have people like you, for example, who are devoting your show to talk about these ideas. Because again, these ideas change life. They fundamentally change the life of millions of people. If you're born in the US, then you have many, many opportunities that people from my country do not have. And I think that's what we need to cherish. That's what we need to understand. And that's what we need to defend. These ideas that can make prosperous life possible. And never forget that the majority of people in this world live in places where there is not free, live in places where there is not opportunities. And to these people, we not only need to help them have freedom, but also preserve the freedom of the countries that already have. So that was my final thoughts. And again, I would like to help you and, and all of you who are interested in joining the movement, uh, go to Students for Liberty, go to our website, go to social media, interact, engage in any way of shape or form that you want, uh, because we need you. Because without you, without people committed to the ideas, then there is no future. Amen. Well, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Number one, go ahead and give today's episode a share. When you do, please go ahead and give yours truly a tag at B Nichols Liberty and make sure you give Jorge a tag as well. And for uh, you folks there who are playing along with a home game, don't worry. We'll make sure we include it uh, in the, the show notes. All you got to do, click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right over to BrianNicholsShow.com where you can find today's episode. You can find the entire uh, transcript from today's episode. And oh, yeah, yeah by the way, you can find all 500, I think 83 other episodes we have here of the program, which goes back to Jorge's point. Yes, what we're doing on here, the, the program, it is uh, definitely a labor of love. So if you get some value from the Brian Nichols Show, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Head over to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support, and uh, you can either A, become a super fan, $5 a month. You get monthly one-on-ones with yours truly. Well, not really one-on-ones. They're more question and answers, but if you're there in the, the Patreon, you will uh, more than likely have a close, cl- very close to a one on one in environment. So there's that, but also you get some uh, sneak behind uh, the scenes, behind the scenes stuff. And then also, if you are like, eh, I don't want to do the, the $5 a month thing, no worries. We can do a one time uh, PayPal donation. Every bit helps. It goes right back here into the Brian Nichols show to help us have amazing folks like Jorge, who's joining us. Oh my gosh, God bless you. From Spain, uh, Madrid, Spain. And it's it's so late. So here we're going to do, folks. We're going to go ahead and give uh, give Jorge the rest of his evening back so he can go actually get some sleep. Uh, and, and with that, folks, 
folks, if you enjoyed the episode, beyond giving it a share, please go ahead and support Students for Liberty. They're an awesome organization, LibertyCon. I'm so excited for you guys. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it this year because I was literally just down at Young Americans for Liberty, but I'm so excited to hear about what you guys uh, have in store for next year. Maybe I can get you know a part of that. We'll see. Um, but otherwise, folks, we'll make sure we include that uh, the links there for LibertyCon. October 14th through 15th in the show notes. It's a month away, literally a month away today. So make sure you get your tickets fast. Uh, Jorge, thank you for joining us, folks. Thank you for joining us as well. And with that being said, folks, uh, if you enjoyed the episode again, go ahead, make sure you give it a share. But with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.